Welcome to the podcast Failing Failure by Think Sage. I'm your host Shalini and to give you a brief about what we're doing here. This podcast is aimed to inspire, educate and transform you through the stories of remarkable humans who despite facing numerous obstacles have reached where they are today. And in this show, we will talk about the professional journey of these exceptional people which may assist you in making well-informed career decisions. Today we have with us Professor Srinivasan Tata Chari, who is currently a faculty member at TAPI Management Institute, Manipal. He holds a PhD and an MBA from IIM Bangalore. He was born in Thane and is an engineer by education, but chose to focus on human behavior for his passion in research after a long stint in Wipro. He works in the area of newcomer socialization social identity and leadership he collaborates with expert researchers from various top universities worldwide such a pleasure to have you on our podcast so welcome so like we're so glad you could give us some of your time i mean so let's start with your journey so i was looking into you know what you have done and you worked for 13 almost 13 years before you got into academia so what yeah. made you come back to academia even though you were having a you know great, great time at wipro yeah so um it it's been a very um, interesting you know um, flow of events that led me to uh, get back to academia um i like you said i was really happy you know doing my work at wipro um, progressed through various levels um, you know being in a good company uh, plenty of opportunities within the company itself yes. but uh, as i progressed um, you know i also did my uh, mba which was a part time mba from i am bangalore mm. uh, which was uh, something that wipro was a sponsor of so i could get a good support from the company to go ahead and do my uh, mba on the weekends mm. and uh, as i did the mba program um, it it exposed me to a lot of the functional aspects of the business and uh, so the moment i finished the mba program um, i was on the lookout for something that would help me uh, use some of the learnings from the mba program uh, so i i switched away at the, at the first chance i got to get out from the software development uh, project management kind of role i uh, took that opportunity and that happened to be knowledge management so it was a functional role uh, very interesting um wipro had a lot of uh, people involved in that particular function and it was uh, you know to evangelize sharing of best practices uh, setting up knowledge management portals for verticals making sure that project teams do uh, enough of analysis etc so there's a lot of human behavior that was involved in in terms of convincing people to actually get uh, into sharing their knowledge into mm-hmm. helping others in the company right so um, that really interested me so as i spent more time in that particular role i uh, uh, i started reading up things uh, you know articles which were published in academic journals which uh, you know sort of dwelled into the uh, human behavior into why people would behave in a certain manner what can you do to uh, persuade them or influence them to you know align with the interests of other people or the organization and that's where i think my interest to uh, actually go deeper into human behavior started developing uh, 
Um, additionally, looking at you know the people coming into Wipro, observing people, looking at people more and more, I think it all come, came together very nicely to uh, push me towards you know yeah. going deeper into human behavior, understanding human behavior. So again, at the first opportunity that I got, um, of course, I did try within Wipro itself to get into a role which would uh, be more on research, which was yeah. my uh, core interest. But uh, for whatever uh, reasons, uh, uh, there was no such role or such possibility um, uh, at that point of time. And so I took the opportunity at the moment it came up to join uh, the PhD program at IIM Bangalore, which is called the Fellow Program uh, in Management in the HR and OB area. So I actually went all out to go deep into this particular uh, area itself. Uh, so mm -hmm. I quit my job in the pro, uh, which was a really tough decision because uh, you have to survive without an income per se. You have to survive with just a stipend that uh, I am Bangalore yeah. provides. And uh, in a city like Bangalore, you can imagine, you know, uh, how it would be to live, uh, pay rent, have a family, sustain the family and, uh, you know, do your studies. So it was a big decision at that point of time. But this is, uh, you know, the background behind why I decided to leave uh, a very cushy job, actually, I would call it, because at that point of time, uh, it was a support role. There were yes. no pressures like being on the delivery side. Um, you had all the freedom to do experimentation with, uh, you know, whatever you wanted to do in that particular function. So it was a very good job, like you said, very cushy job, very cushy role at that point of time. But I chose to go with my passion, with my interest of actually trying to understand more of human behavior, which meant coming back to academics. One yes, is to yes. learn. And then, you know, as I spent more time, uh, I, I decided to just stay back in academia itself. So I joined yeah. uh, academics itself. So, so what about your journey before that? I mean, uh, so human behavior can lead into many aspects, like from there, they can go into marketing or they can go, you know, it is applicable in a lot of places. But why did you choose academia as something you would want to be interested in? Right. So uh, definitely human behavior psychology is applicable in multiple fields and yes. uh, definitely has value there. Uh, however, as I mentioned, as, as I spent more time in, uh, in, in the role and in observing people, um, I think I was more keen on answering questions about why people are behaving in a certain manner yeah. in the organizations and how can we actually learn from that? How can we make the place better? Right. So there are a lot of people who are dissatisfied, uh, uh, you know, not engaged in their jobs, etc. So that was becoming more and more my driving factor. So, and like I said, I, 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 I felt like research was my core interest and that sort of became my all uh, encompassing identity. By the time I finished my PhD program, I saw myself primarily as a researcher. And um, again, uh, it's very difficult to have a job in a corporate world, which will allow you to do just research on human behavior freely without any encumbrance, um, without strings attached. So that's very difficult to find. Um, and, and academia is a place which gives you a lot more of that, a lot more of freedom mm -hmm. in terms of trying to do whatever you want to do in terms of research. Uh, you have a lot of uh, flexibility in terms of how you manage time, etc. Generally, uh, not that it's always the case, but compared to corporate, it's much more you know flexible. 
so um, that is the reason i decided to stay back in academia more from a research perspective um, and uh, you know uh, trying to actually be free in terms of doing what i want to do yes. that was my core reason okay so uh, what about the fact sir i mean when you changed from wipro to um, that you joined your like i am at research so and there was a change in stipend as well and now what did you did you had to unlearn a lot of things to get started with academia as you were starting you know around after 13 years or was it a good like very smooth process for you it um, definitely had a lot of unlearning to be done but yeah. it also had advantages of its own so um you know financial aspects is, is a different aspect and because i am i am not very uh, hung up on on the finance part of it i mean the, you know if you are able to sustain life in, in a decent manner that's good enough for me hmm. so that was never my driving uh, i mean otherwise i would not have got into academy itself because it's definitely not equal paying with corporate yeah. so that part is separate uh, that's that's not something that uh, drives me but um you know definitely switching from having been in uh, industry for 13 years and uh, then getting into a field which has lot of people who are not that much experienced in the industry so you have um, you know academia is is having lot of people who come in you know with very few years of experience or even no experience uh, having worked in the industry at all uh, and and because of that they have already built a lot of advantage in terms of the research part or or the aligning with what is expected in this particular uh, field yes. which is lot of research lot of publications you know having mm. those kind of uh, foundations um, i lost out on that because you know of course 13 years i spent you know doing something else and now i had to come into this place where people already had lot of progress in terms of maybe they did their phd from abroad um, and so they already had advantages of having papers with their guides um i was doing my phd from india and i got in after you know at, at the age of 40 i got into academics so you know definitely there was this uh, uh you know gap that i had to overcome yeah. and and so that definitely required me to uh, adjust quite a lot thankfully I had a very good set of colleagues friends that i found uh, at iim udaipur and and even here at tapi so that helps you know uh, overcome some of these things and also uh i was uh, i think fortunate enough to again get a very good publication write up uh in in my uh, initial years itself uh which many of uh, the academicians act- actually uh, die for or pray for right so um so that also gave me a good, a good uh, amount of confidence you know uh, in terms of uh, having caught up in spite of having been late right but definitely required a lot of adjustments uh you know coming in from the industry and the other part like i was saying the advantage is that actually i am able to see and uh, pick up issues which i feel are very more much more practical mm. uh, and which would actually be beneficial to the company so because i have observed and worked for 13 years i think i am able to use that to my advantage in terms of finding out what are the uh, questions that will be good for research questions yes. that will be good to actually uh, analyze and you know help uh, companies to improve upon and uh, the other advantage that i have is my cv looks very appealing to people in the industry so whenever they see my uh, background they get very interested and and yes. they are amused 
that you know i left uh, you know corporate at uh, close to 40 years of age to join academics and so i get a more of you know a welcome uh, connection with industry yes, and uh, that gives me an advantage uh, to get into research also so it has worked both ways so uh, there has been plus and there has been uh, you know negatives as well but i think more or less uh, i have been able to overcome uh, the negatives so so i mean i also want to quit. like i'm very intrigued about asking that you know we usually told to make decisions early on in our career about what we want to do when we grow up you know but this instills a fear within a lot of people including me where restarting suddenly becomes very odd so uh, when you restarted yourself what do you think some of the changes that are needed within academia you know as a researcher when you started that may uh, like help more people to switch careers okay so again lot of things uh, you know which i personally believe in might not match with what uh, you know uh, we teach in academia itself right yeah. so in terms of careers uh, you know like you rightly said uh, advice is typically to know exactly where you want to go plan it out etc but uh, my own journey and my own uh, philosophy is to more or less be open minded and yes. and uh, you know be aware of the self be aware of what appeals to the self what what uh, where the strengths lie where weaknesses are and and trying to work around that and also keep mm. the mind open to look at what's coming at you so i think that that's one thing that definitely would uh, you know help um because then you don't have this uh, you know fear of yeah. of having planned for something and then you feel that it's too far away it's not going to come i think maybe it's better to have a open mind and uh, do the best in whatever situation you are in and um, you know be flexible to you know actually take up things that come up because as we grow we we grow wiser as we yeah. uh, you know as 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 we have more experience you know things change our appreciation of certain things change uh, hmm. we might start getting inclined towards other things which we may not know when if we were actually trying to plan out our career 5 years back we may not know that right and many times things look very uh, rosy from outside and only when you get inside you actually realize the you know um, complex uh, web that you are getting into like academia is one such thing so uh, you might look at it from outside it might look like you know it's giving lot of flexibility to people lot of freedom uh professors have all the time in the world to do whatever they want but that's not really the case right so yeah. when you get in you realize that there is lot of stress there's lot of hard work there's lot of uh, things that are required to be done other than so my research interest is one thing but there are lot of other things that also have to be done and it's required for the entire system to run right so it's it's only when you get in you realize so then your appreciation of those things change right and you may or may not uh, be well suited for that and you would not have known it very well before you actually get into it so, so again i feel that having a flexible mind having you know an open mind to uh, you know just absorb things as they come and yeah. then maybe you know dwell on your experiences your wisdom as you have accumulated that hmm. and then take a decision i think that's a better approach uh, you know than trying to chalk out a very hard path for you ahead yes a very absolutely wonderful advice and what do you think about the curriculum of colleges in india right now 
and how can they be made better in certain areas? If you're talking of curriculum in the B schools, um, I, I think uh, we are pretty much, uh, you know, in line with what is generally being taught globally. Yeah. So I don't really see, uh, you know, much of, of a problem. You know, you talk of case studies which are being used uh, at top B schools worldwide. They would be used in Indian B schools also, right? Uh, the pedagogy that way is, is also very, you know, similar, um, you know, simulations or, you know, in class activities, etc. Many of them, so academia has a lot of this sharing that happens, right? So uh, with that, you know, schools pick up many of these things and they are sort of standardized across the world. Yeah. Um, of course, that does not mean that, uh, you know, uh, there is no change that is required. Definitely, we have to keep changing along with the times. So just like last year, we had to realize that everything being online, you have to change certain things which would not have been possible uh, in the pure online mode, right? So we had to, you know, uh, so those are the kind of innovations or changes that would be required in the curriculum. But uh, I think largely we would not be uh, you know, much behind uh, or much different from what is being done globally. And sir, when we talk apart from B schools, like if you have also experienced while you were doing your, you know, electronics from University of Mumbai, you were a student you and you could observe from that perspective. So in that scenario, how do you think things can change? Well, I think a lot of, uh, I think uh, probably the education policy changes would definitely be, you know, helpful in that direction. Yes. So a lot of, lot of the, uh, you know, uh, options, a lot of the practical aspects, I think are, are required. So, uh, which would, I think, be rolled out. I think that part is something that uh, definitely, uh, I mean, at the time I did my uh, engineering, I would have felt that there was only too much of uh, textbook, you know, learning labs were only there for just, uh, you know, finishing some formalities, but, you know, practical applications or whatever I learned, I would not have had any clue at that point of time. And, you know, so so that that is something that is, was severely lacking at my my uh, you know my education, and I think even now a lot of things that uh, probably are being taught kids have no connection with you know uh, how it's actually being used in the world, how it is actually impacting the world. I think that kind of connection is is something that uh, is strongly required. So I think changes are being made to that. So yeah. I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem. Uh, maybe. Okay. In four or five years, I think we should see a lot of changes happening on, on that front. So, so uh, coming back to your personal journey, what do you think are some of the you know challenges and failures you came across? Okay, um, right. So, some I have already sort of hinted. So, you know, in terms of getting into, in terms of changing. Um, so I had even before I switched from Wipro itself, even within Wipro, because Wipro yeah. is, is a big group, right? And uh, I moved in, I joined in into the hardware, uh, you know, the computer side. Uh, so, you know, I, I used to be an after sales support engineer, uh, going to client sites and, you know, uh, fixing up their computers, network issues, etc. And, uh, but the buzz. Or, or, or what people were actually doing. And I also got interested in this computer uh, software, right? So what actually runs the computers and what programs are running on the computer. So that became sort of, uh, you know, an attraction uh, for me at that point of time. So I, on my own, you know, went ahead and did, uh, you know, uh, 
so uh, uh, software courses on my own yeah. time uh, while doing my uh, work in Wipro I went ahead and did certain software programming uh, courses on my own yeah. um, and it's not like nowadays where you can sit at home and just do a you know uh, an academy or Coursera or something like that you actually yes, had sir. to go to a center uh, you know which was not in your vicinity right so I had to go to uh, I think NCST uh, National Center for Software Technology if I'm not wrong uh, so they used to do software programming uh, courses okay. and I actually had to uh, learn courses at their center hmm. so and give an exam get certified uh, and then showed it to my seniors in Wipro and then pitched for a change so you know getting shift from uh, this the computers division to a software programming kind of uh, you know side which was the global R&D division at that point of time it yes. required you know a lot of uh, obstacles to be overcome it is yeah. like different parts of, of a large company right so um, so having those things helped me overcome the challenge of actually moving moving is not so easy because I was doing uh, pretty well where I was so obviously my supervisor would not be very happy to let me go right but you know so those are the challenges you show your passion you show your uh, you know uh, pedigree you show that you have done hard work in learning mm. etc and that helped me overcome you know a challenge to that extent uh, even before that i have written a lot of things on my linkedin uh, blog so people who are interested you know actually can follow me on linkedin and okay. look up my old posts so i actually had a severe back uh, uh, problem uh, just a year after i joined wipro and uh, I, I was actually in very bad shape and initially I used to travel from uh, Thane to uh, Nariman Point, uh, which is like, you know, huge expanse of Bombay. And uh, after the surgery, uh, I, I was not able to actually uh, travel. And again, thankfully, you know, my supervisor there in Wipro understood my situation and allocated a role which was closer to home. So I had to just travel by auto to the, yeah. that office. But they, uh, because I was going to be stuck uh, without being able to move around to client sites, I was given the role of actually handling the office, uh, you know, all the engineers and yeah. being like a, you know, a, what we call at that point of time as works controller. So yeah. I, I used to be the one handling the client calls and allocating it to the, you know, right engineer to go to that person and handling customer complaints, etc. So again, that was a big challenge, the switching from mm -hmm. Uh, what I got used to for one year, which meant, you know, going to cl client sites, uh, solving problems on site to actually becoming a logistics and a managerial kind of a, you know, uh, yes. person. So again, that was a big uh, challenge. And again, uh, you know, again, with, with support of people, uh, you know, good, uh, you know, colleagues, etc. you know, was able to overcome that part. Uh, and then I moved into software. So, you know, those were some of the challenges in, in that early phase. Um, academia, like I mentioned, uh, other challenge was switching out from Wipro uh, yeah. because again, it's a financial aspects. So again, um, that's a big challenge, you know, moving from a well-paying job to uh, having, you know, almost no income, which mm. was you know, the choice that I had to make to get into the PhD program. Um, I had to rely on my savings from Wipro. I uh, obviously had to have a lot of support from my family. So, you know, my wife and, and we had a small uh, kid at that point of time when I joined the PhD program. So, you know, all that required, uh, you know, complete buy-in from my family. Otherwise, yeah. it would not have been possible. 
right so again those challenges of switching were helped uh, by my family and by my uh, savings in, in from wipro etc to help overcome uh, those five years that i was doing my phd program um yes. yeah so so those are some of the you know challenges and now uh, in terms of failures um even though i said that i got off to a great start with with the paper uh, published in my early years of academia which very few people are able to get you know from india there are very few people who actually got published in the academy of management journal which is yeah. a very top uh, you know uh, management journal um but after that you know uh, it has been very difficult to match up or to catch up with, with the publications and so that's where i feel that i have failed you know in terms of being able to continuously publish at that kind of high level and uh, you know at a regular pace i think that's where somewhere you know it's not been uh, really a success uh, even though i achieved uh, one of the top notch journals early on but i have not been able to maintain that i have not been able to sustain that so um, things are in the pipeline but you know that's still definitely something that i wish i could have overcome you know much more better so what about the facts sir i mean when you're doing something for a long period of time there is a time where you know things become very monotonous and it's very difficult to overcome that so how did you encounter that problem so i think you if if it's about the job that you're saying uh, yes. you will have to uh, like i said that flexibility that i mentioned i think that's something that will help you because um you can keep looking at things that you can solve for the organization you're in uh, not just in your job but you know start thinking of what's happening outside of your job as well and uh, as you spend more time it is also expected that you you know start providing more and more of ideas and solutions to issues outside of your job you know definitely in your job but even outside of your job so yes, um so for a place like wipro and if i were to go back to my organization experience um you know i i i could because i could see that you know uh, they had a lot of divisions and i could definitely try and keep moving so i did move hmm. from you know being in the hardware side to the software side then within the software you know moving to a project management which again became a managerial you know kind of role uh, then knowledge management is another jump uh, because of the mba then you know jump to academics which was because of the phd now within academia again jump from you know uh, i am udaipur to tap me again that's a different you know change going from yes, a public fund, you know government funded school to a private school again so you know if you are able to uh, you know keep your mind flexible yeah. and look at things you will find opportunities which uh, you can start experimenting with you can you know yeah. try to get your hands dirty there so that will help ease some of the monotony in your job if it's really a very monotonous job you can try to see what else you can do beyond that job in the organization itself and of course at a point when you are completely saturated and you feel that uh, you know it's absolutely not doing anything for you and you are not able to do anything for the job you might try to look at something else which interests you and you know if you are flexible look at you know switching to a different job or look at a different career that appeals to you yeah uh, that would be that one sir okay so sir i think this was a wonderful conversation and in the end i would like to ask you something which is what are some of you know some advice that you would like to give students 
or professionals who are just starting out in their career but don't have a very solid starting point okay um right so definitely an open mind definitely curiosity is is something that uh, you know um, you know i i would suggest that people have as they get into their jobs yeah um, trying to do something more than what is written on paper what is expected from you because that is what you know the organization also appreciates someone who can go beyond what is written and given to them you know provide ideas provide solutions uh, don't hesitate to uh, share those kind of ideas in, in any opportunity that you get with with your yes, supervisors sure. or or uh, higher ups right so um, i think having that kind of uh, open mind uh, creative uh, curious mind and being able to provide uh, inputs to the organization which might help them somewhere sure. i think that's something that uh, definitely would be something uh, useful to you in your in your own growth um and i think for people who are starting out uh, and i am seeing a lot of that with our students uh, i think at all places which is like you know to be very hung up about the pay package and i i feel uh, that's a choice that you are making i mean like i said i am not very much into the financial uh, appeal of things but uh, that seems to be what is a general uh, you know drive uh, these days but uh, you know that tends to cloud a lot of uh, you know uh, you know what could be more valuable in terms of career and experience mm. right because even a high paying job can become very uh, monotonous and boring even though on paper it might be a very high paying job it could become very monotonous boring you know within a few months and you may not have really learnt much because of that so you are actually losing out you know if you had picked up something which was maybe a lower paying job mm-hmm. but it gave you a wealth of experience again remember like i said as you keep a flexible mind and as you grow wiser in in what you're doing you will find different things appeal to you and mm-hmm. that can give you a path to you know a, a career whereas you you just go very straight uh, you know narrow minded with just the pay mm-hmm. you may not be able to get that wealth of experience i'm not saying it's going to be always the case but don't let that cloud your judgment about you know what would be a more enriching job and giving you the options later on to build a career right so it gives you multiple options to look at in terms of what you can actually finally build your career in okay so thank you so much sir for providing such wonderful insight into your career and i and i hope a lot of students do learn from this so thank you so much sir thank you thanks a lot thanks to uh, you know uh, you and prashant for reaching out really happy to uh, you know actually inspire if it does uh, you know uh, students uh, you know for listening into this i really hope it inspires you to do things that you want and really contribute to you know uh, society and organizations that you work yes, with yes sir definitely thank you sir So this was an interesting conversation with Tadachari sir and here are some of the things we discussed in this conversation He talks about his time at Wipro and how he was more attracted towards the functionality side of the work rather than the theoretical one which is something special in itself When we look at the things taught to us we're supposed to apply that into the real world 
starting from the ncrt science experiments to what you study in college now this is a very interesting take on how we can learn better because if you're learning just to score marks while it might be good for you in the short term the curiosity and perspective to look at the world that knowledge gives us that theory seems a little too less for the curious mind so if you feel like you want to level up maybe start looking at some of the books you like a little differently and the world will truly surprise you so i hope you took away something of value out of our conversation and if you did then do remember to apply it in your life make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already and if you liked our podcast then do leave out a review that's it for this week everyone out there thank you for tuning in and listening we'll come back next week with a new story until then enjoy your week